at least it seems to me that some of the best things that happen to us are things that we didn't particularly like when they were happening. I remember once when I was a kid, I think we were on summer break from school, and I was spending the entire day on the couch about as lively as a dead cat taking a nap on a sunny day, while mom was working hard cleaning the house. And in those days, for some reason, city trash bags were sold at the fire station, and mom I remember coming into the living room as I was laying there looking tired and said, would you please go to the fire station and buy some more trash bags for me? And without moving, I whined, I don't want to. Well, in case you were wondering, that was the wrong thing to say <laughs> to a mom who was scrubbing a house while you were doing your best to hold the couch down on the floor. And from there, it became a battle of wills between I don't want to and I didn't ask you if you wanted to. And the war slowly escalated, each of us upping the stakes. I was crying, you know, tears running down, snot on my blip, screaming, I don't want to. Pleasant thing to talk about on Easter, I know. <laughs> and mom insisting every, ever more boldly, oh yes, you are going. Money for the trash bags were crammed into my pocket and I was pushed out the door. Still, I insisted I didn't want to do this. And I was called by all three of my names, John Anthony Valentrek. And a finger was pointed toward the fire station. You march yourself there right now. And I started that one block slog there, dragging my feet, crying and moaning. And then my mom, who, as my sister who's here tonight somewhere will testify, was is a, a great, nurturing, loving, attentive mother, did something that she'd never done before and never did after that. And I was completely floored by it. I looked behind me and she was about two houses down. She bent down, picked up a switch off the ground and said, you get over there right now or so help me. And you know what I did? I got over there right now. You know, it was fun. Was once I was there, it was great. The firemen were like, welcome. Hey, you want to look around? It was, it was great. Seems some memories that you have of your early life are far greater than any other ones. They really stick out. And I think it's because at those points, you learn something very, very important, part of your ground bed, a moment of decision where your life could have gone one way or the other. There could have been an easier and more expedient way out of this situation. Mom could have hugged me and said, I'm sorry. You don't have to go if you don't want to. Go back and sit on the couch. I will go after the trash bags. But something in her realized that this otherwise boring and common childhood event, for some reason, was of detrimental importance. As if she were thinking, and maybe she was, you are not going to grow up to be the type of man that shirks away from duty and responsibility or virtue. Further, I am intending on raising a man of courage because that is what you need to be a good man in this world. 
And so she chose the more difficult, time-consuming, relationship-straining, reward-delay, painful course. Because the long payoff would be worth it. The consequences of this moment were going to come to bear. And it could be dealt with right then, which it was, as difficult as it was, or it could be dealt with 20 years hence when I was 30 years old and still laying on the couch without any ambition. As much as I hated it at the time, I'm so thankful for that moment in my life. There was a priest who was very influential in my formation who once said to me as he was clutching some bills and had a hand pressed against his forehead, son, you pay well once, you cry once. Meaning, if you make the right sacrifice now, then it'll pay off well in the future. If you don't make the right sacrifice now, you're just pushing off problems to the future. The future will result will either be meaningless or detrimental. And you, you know what this means. Let's say your car needs a repair, and you say, you know, just patch it this time. I don't care. And the problem is you may have to return in a few months to get it fixed anyway, wasting more money and more time. But if you bite that bullet now, chances are better. If you make that sacrifice now, Chances are better that you're saving yourself headaches in the future. Make a good sacrifice now so that it's easier to obtain your goal later. I think of the coats of arms on the ends of these pews here. Back in the late 1950s, they cost $50 a piece, which is the equivalent of about $100 buying power today. And... Uh, we are about to begin the restoration on Monday morning, so don't come here for Mass on Monday morning. Go up to Julie Billiard. But we're going to start the restoration of the interior of this church. And all of these end pieces are going to be removed, restored, and put back. And fortunately, they were made so well that they just need cleaning and sealing. But a gentleman once told me he saved money when he was a kid from his paper route and from his chores and donated all the money toward one of these so that we would have them here in the church. And he told me this story with a little bit of pride. Now, he could have taken that money and spent it on pop and candy bars, and it would simply be gone now. There would be nothing to talk about, and he might have become a diabetic a year earlier, right? But because he sacrificed, he had a story to tell. He gave us and the community something lasting to appreciate. He had something in which he could take pride, and hopefully it inspired and helped shape his life. A good sacrifice now to obtain a better future. Of course, if you're going to do this, you have to imagine that better future. What is your goal? forming a boy into a man, not casting present problems into the future, investing in something lasting and not for just some passing whims. This Holy Week, we have been meditating on the passion and death of Christ, on his sacrifice. There were so many great opportunity, opportunities for him to take things in a whole different direction. What if, when he was being mocked, he created a miracle, like the miracle of Fatima with the sun, so everybody would be impressed. Or what if 
you know how he healed everybody as after he was being scourged he healed himself that would have impressed people or what if he did have the angels come fight for him and he became an earthly king who led us before he ascended into heaven or when the, uh, he was being mocked on the cross, why don't you come down and save yourself and save us? That would have been impressive. We would have thought something about that. And it might have been enough. Certainly just about every other religion is about someone who taught what they saw as a good way of living in which we could be happy or save ourselves. There may still have been a Christian church and people trying to follow the teachings of this Jesus fellow. But that was not enough for our great God. His sacrifice was going to be greater because his goal was greater. He would not be content in in providing us with a way to save ourselves. His goal that he alone was going to save all of humanity. And he did this by his great sacrifice of dying for us. And in his continued unbloody sacrifice, offering himself at each Mass. Not only... Did his sacrifice transform us in this room today? It shaped Western culture and the world, influenced our laws, our language, our customs, and our art. It not only transformed eternity, it transformed and continues to transform the world. That you are you and that you think in the manner that you do, that your family is, that you are spending this time here in this building doing what we are doing tonight, surrounded by this architecture and this art. This is all due to his sacrifice. This past Lent, you were asked to offer up sacrifices, minimally, fasting and abstinence on certain days. Many of you gave up more things, chocolate, TV, video, pop, alcohol, sugar in my coffee. Many of you did things. You became more charitable, forgiving. You prayed more. And what was the result of your sacrifices? Are you more aware? Are you a better man? Are you a better woman? Are you more true to your vocation or your promises? Are you more loving? Are you more lovable? Are you more charitable? Are you healthier in mind and body? Are you a better citizen? Are you an inch closer to being a saint? If you are not, you chose the wrong sacrifice. This is a good thing to know. Make your sacrifice better or bigger. Define better what your goal is, which I hope is sainthood. And now you have the joy of Easter to kick that off. If you are a better man or a better woman, Keep the momentum going. Celebrate this Easter that you found a good sacrifice. And not by dumping all of your well-calculated, field-tested, wonderful advances Lent provided you. Constant, immediate gratification is terrible. It's terrible for your health. It's terrible for your faith. It's terrible for your mental state and your intelligence. It is goalless and purposeless. Though it is all about the self, it is self-destructive, which is hell. This is why we strive to mimic Christ and not Judas, because you have so much potential in Jesus. 
As Christ the bridegroom rises this Easter, let us, his bride, the church, rise with him, ever more glorious, more beautiful, more deeply saturated in all that is good and true, to become that better version of ourselves, following his example, offering sacrifices acceptable to the Lord.